and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Fartlantis. <laughs> Please leave that in the beginning. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to episode 173 of There's No Place Like Terra, a Stargate first watch rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. And today we're watching season one, episode 10 of Atlantis, The Storm, a.k.a. Die Hard Intergalactica. <laughs> <laughs> Intergalactic Die Hard. I had, instead of category five, I had category Die Hard. Basically the same idea. Uh, I'm very impressed. I have the perfect storm diehard edition. Uh-huh. The perfect diehard <laughs> and category diehard. Everything is based around yeah. diehard. AKA the Stormageddon. Also, Robert Davy was in Diehard, so it kind of works. There you go. Done. Um So this first aired on September 17th. We were going to talk about other things before I got into the episode. That's okay. Okay. Um, my brain started going, live free or die, Pegasus. <laughs> or, live free or die, Atlantis. Yeah, okay. Live um, free or die, Lantian. Important things to recap. D&D. I am a brand new dungeon master. Yay, Nixie, go! Um, I started a campaign over FaceTime yesterday. Uh, well, the, the husband was not via FaceTime. He actually was here in the house. Um, but it was Brother Matt, and I don't know if we've introduced her on the cast, but a professional badass uh, Dana, yes. my sister-in-law. That's that, no, that's her title, professional badass. No, professional badass is 100% yeah. her title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so we ventured into Barovia um, for the first time, and you know, I think I did. I may have heard of that place. You may have heard of that I may, place? I may have heard of that place There before. may be legitimately one of the only reasons I'm going through Barovia <laughs> is because we can't play it as a group anymore. No, well, no, because we... <laughs> I mean, we can still go to Barovia, but yes. we're fighting some fucking crazy-ass shit now. And yeah. Now we've awoken Gothias, so now we're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Strahd, we're like... Psh. I literally don't know who that is yet because I haven't read that far ahead. You don't want to know. I, I, he's not... I don't think he's part of Strahd. That's probably why... He's He's just what's next. Here's the thing is, uh, Jesse, my, our normal DM is way more skilled at the dungeon oh, mastering. Yeah. I think we just, we, we, we did our thing. We got our straw yeah. done. No, but I'm also going, I, during the four hours we were playing was like, I'm pretty sure I'm doing half of this wrong. However, everyone had a good time. So I figured I did all of it There's right. There's no way to do it wrong. You're too, yeah, you can't do it wrong. Your fun is wrong. Yeah. You, there's yeah, there's no wrong way to have fun. So um, yeah, we, they ventured past what I had prepared, so that was fun. Improvising. Uh, I learned it's good for your brain that uh, I need to bullshit better. Meh. I think you're pretty decent at it. I've gotten better, but it's one your of those... Your poker face is getting really good. It's one of those where I was like... You're welcome. I'm, I feel like... Yes. <laughs> this, this cast is the only reason I have half a poker face anymore. Um, <laughs> but it was one of those where I'm like, I'm hoping I kept the story half coherent without giving away too much shit. Because uh, there's a couple things that are supposed to have happened, and I went, I'm not going to have that happen because I'd rather not kill you on well, the first well, day. Well, here's the nice thing, right? You've got new players, so yeah. they're learning with you. Yeah. So really, anything you say is what they'll decide is true. Uh, yes, it's more of hopefully I didn't kick myself in the foot with storyline later and have to nah, remember that I said something different. I mean, if, you know, the professional writers then, do it in TV shows. And then fine. I'll just say of oh, that person was telling you a lie. Yeah, they're dead now. Bye. <laughs> So yeah, I did, uh, we did our first, I did my first session. I have a shiny Woo! new Dungeon Master badge. Um, and I blame that entirely on being on track to watch the entire first campaign of Critical Role in two months. <laughs> Again, when Nixie <laughs> Fuck you, gets Critical into Role. something, she does not get into it, sort of. I or, blame Mercer. Yeah, or just kind of enjoy it. <laughs> she... She Scrooge McDuck dives well, into it. you saw this. I only thought, hey, maybe I should run Strahd a week before I decided to start it. That's what I mean. Nixie doesn't <laughs> consider, and I don't mean that in a bad way, like think about things, evaluate them for too long. It's no, like, this I just kind of jump in and deal with the consequences we later. We're going to do this now. 
We ain't here for a long time. We ain't here, here for, for a good time. horror time. Yeah, for vampire time. Um, Stormy's doing great. His cone should have been off tomorrow, but it's holiday weekend. Um, but so, also, by those... the time this cast goes up, it'll be off. Yay! Yay! Or his cone, his cone of dogness. His cone, his martini shaker. His martini shaker, which, um, guys, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> They're two crazy dogs. Yeah, you do. And they're big dogs. Yeah, you do. And so their favorite game to play, again, this includes the sick one, Yeah, is tear the cone off the dog yep. and run around the yard with it. Yeah, that sounds about right. So I got real crafty and I had a, I had a duct tape. <laughs> I had a duct tape a cone to the dog. If anyone has advice. I mean, not how, to the dog. Well, no, not. Yes. Not to the part. No. Like, like, I had to reinforce the structure with duct tape. Yeah. Because it was falling apart. Listen, I've reinforced many a structure with duct tape. That means, I've made many a structure with duct tape. There you go. Yeah. By the way, the dog is going to be loud this episode um, because she took some barking serum. Not entirely who drugged my dog, but she's super barky today. Aggressively loud. She's goddamn adorable, but she's not quiet. All right, let's get into this. And okay. She'll calm down. September 17th, 2004. Yay. Uh, the story is by Jill Blood of Goyle. By Olivogel? Sure. Bella Vogel? I apologize, Jill. Uh, she only wrote an episode, so I don't have to butcher her name a second time. Written by Martin Giro, directed by Martin Wood. Um, so we have a whole variety pack of... By, by the way, I'm pretty sure um, Martin Giro is now connected with Blindspot. Critical Role reference! Um, which is... Anyways. About to be canceled. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> but the good news is we get Ashley Johnson well, back. I was like, Ashley Johnson! Okay. So we have a whole variety pack of guest stars this week, not even including Cole Meany. So <laughs> Seriously. We have Robert DeVee, who you know from your childhood as Jake from the Goonies. He was, oh. he was one of the, the siblings. Oh. That had the treasure. No, down there. Who is he on the show? Oh, that's Kolya. Oh, I'm dumb. Yeah. Got it. He likes saying. I'm here now. Yep. Um, he was also Special Agent Johnson in Die Hard. I do know Die Hard. Uh, he was also the villain in License to Kill. Jeebus. Well, yep. he's got the face for a villain. He does. He's also a classically trained singer who released an album singing Sinatra songs. Wow. Uh, I've heard it before. It's pretty good. Interesting. Um, and yeah. And then my personal favorite guest star this week Ryan Robbins aka Ryro <laughs> I've been waiting for him to show up finally uh, Val this one's for you fan of the show Val this fan is of the show. friend of the show Val yeah she sorry I meant friend I said fan um, she may be both we don't she know. is um, we we are part of our bonding was over Ryro uh, he is Foss from Sanctuary my computer is named after him. I'm not even lying. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ryan Robbins. Now, he is technically a bad guy here, right? He is technically a bad guy so here. So I'm going to say it's going to be hard to love him I because know. he's a bad guy. He's messing with my I guys. know. But um, he's awesome. He was in some Battlestar. Uh, I literally watched the movie Warcraft because he was in it. Oh, I watched Warcraft. Yeah. That was great. It, awesomely awful. It was beautifully awful. He's in yes. it. It's the only reason I watched it. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and he was in this little-known Canadian show I watched because I had him, Steve Backick, who uh, played, uh, was um, um, Chit, one of the gold. And he, he, and Gordon Michael Wolvett, both of them were in Andromeda together. And Terrell Rothery. I know that person. Yeah. Uh, they're in a show called The Guard about Canadian Coast Guard. I watched Annihilation last night. That's a mindfuck. <laughs> you know, watch it. It's a mindfuck. Do you know what we watched yesterday? Rain of Fire. Oh, wow. I also watched... <laughs> it was so bad. I also watched Triangle. Also a mindfuck. We watched a lot of mindfuckery last night. We just watched... And then we played a game called Her Story on Steam. More mindfucks. I really wanted to like Rain of Fire because it has Alexander Siddig in it. Also, there's other people that people like more, like, um, oh, God. Is what's this place? Nope. 
it had what's his place who played uh, Angry Batman, who everyone loves. Um, Christian Bale. Yes. Yes. It had Christian Bale, and it has. Uh, um, I'm just blanking on all the names. Hold up, I'm which look one's it up. Reign of Fire? Because in yeah. my head, it's the one with Adam it's, Sandler and it's Don not, Cheadle. No, it's not. It's what's like what's the one I'm thinking of? I have then? no clue. But they're fighting <laughs> dragons in post-apocalyptic. Yeah, okay, that's definitely um, not the same movie. Uh, welcome to the Reign of Fire podcast. Welcome to the fucking random. Uh, it was 2002, post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic. Matthew McConaughey, uh, Christian Bale. It also had Gerard Butler in it, uh, <laughs> and it was like. Dragons. They woke dragons, who then like firebombed the planet, and then they nuked the planet, and then they're trying to stay alive. It is like goddamn mad. Or, or... oh, I was thinking of rain over me. <laughs> this is like getting twenty eight days and twenty eight days later. Confused. It really is completely different movie. This is like really dark. There's no. It's. It's not a good film, guys. There's the plot holes in this film are so large you can fly a dragon through them. You can fly Drogon through the plot holes in the film. There's only what about Thordak? Spoiler alert! Thordak. Thordak. Yes. <laughs> spoiler alert! There's only who's bigger, Thordak or Drogon? Oh, fucking Thordak for sure. Really? Yes. Um. Spoiler Ancient alert. Ancient motherfucking dragon. True. Drogon's maybe three. True. Um, I don't even care. Nobody so, come at me, bro. Spoiler alert for Reign of Fire. Uh, all the dragons are girls except for one male. So if they kill the one male dragon. <laughs> I broke grace, guys. <laughs> How do dragons fuck? <laughs> There's eggs. And so all the, the females lay eggs, and there's one guy who just, like, rained sperm down on them. He rained of sperm on <laughs> them? Rain of sperm. It's so bad. I hate everything. It's so bad. Uh, so back on Atlantis, I, however, there's not farmers seen farmering. Matthew McConaughey more buff than he is in this film. Wow. He worked out real yeah, hard for this film. you think he can, yeah. Okay. He can't so, wear shorts, guys. No, yeah. not you. Um, anyway, uh, Ryan Robbins was also a Falling Skies. He was in some Arrow. He's now in a, sh- he's a lead in a show called Pure, which I have sadly not gotten to see yet. Um, also, uh, Eagle Eye spots one other guest star in this, uh, one young Corey Monteith. Monteith? Yeah. This is, as far as I know, his very first on-screen credit. Aw, rest in peace, dude. He started four to five years before Glee on Atlantis. Ah, yeah, damn. Tough um, loss. Clearly um, known best as Finn from Glee. Hey, uh, good opportunity to check in on friends or people you haven't talked to in a while. Yes. Just, uh, you know, take care of each other. That's all. 100%. Like. So, previously on Stargate Atlantis, we learned about the Janai, and we learned how they're fucking suckheads. Yes. Cool, cool, cool. So, John is flying Taylor out to the mainland. To go see the rest of the Athosians. Because um, farming. Farming. First round of farming is going good. Hey, crops are exciting. Yeah, they are. You will never get anything different from me. <laughs> so, and the Athosians still kind of think about returning to their planet, um, but they're suddenly here as well as they can. Right and then, listen, I, I did they do a big turn? Because we first see out of this, the window mm. of the jumper, and it's like beautiful... A golden hour, almost a sunset motif. Yeah. And then literally five seconds later, they look out and it's like fucking it was in thunderhead spot. to end all thunderheads. It's like when... Covering when, the entire view. You know, when you get into an accident because there's that one spot that you can't <laughs> see, you know, the jumper's got a lot of blind spots. It does, but... Again, did they turn? Yeah, yeah. They made a laugh and they're like, oh, fuck, what is this? Um, so it's a giant storm. It's so big, they're going to go investigate. Appropriate. So back things. in the Atlantis control room, they get static-filled signal from John and they barely make out weather forecasting. Um, speaking of. Yes. Let's take a second to uh-huh. consider. Yeah. John Shepard. Yes. As a weather guy. <laughs> One, he's got the look. He does have the look. He has the look of on-air talent. He's got the laissez-faire. That you, yeah. Hey, man. It's going to be cool. He will keep you calm during a major storm. It's going to be sunny. Here's what we got to do. He's smart. 
He does. He can get the meteorology down. Yeah. Now I'm going to go to our experts and see what they think eventually, mm-hmm. because luckily we get to know a couple we'll experts. Literally know on-air news talents. But uh, I'm gonna go with top twenty market for sure. Yeah. He has the look of uh, one of the talents hey, at our at the station we know. He does. <laughs> you know exactly who I'm talking he about. He does look very similar to one of our peeps. Yeah. Um, that that I type would, of person who you pass in the hallway and you're like, fuck, you are better looking why out are you, there. You're not allowed to be this attractive. Um, I would not mind cutting his picture out ten times over during I'm all sure of the talent headshot photography none of bullshit. Us would sometimes guys. I don't mind spending extra time on that hair. Yeah, you tossle that hair. You'd, yep, tossle that. So, look, it is the bitch, the most bitch of a thing to cut out. Yeah, is is hair that is not like straight or bald. The bald men are the Our best. easiest. Um, I will cut up. But I will pencil I will in, cut up Patrick Stewart any day. <laughs> yeah, I will pencil in that hair, John Shepard. Yep. I will go through with a one pixel brush mm-hmm. and pencil in mm-hmm. those little spikes exactly mm-hmm. as you want them. Listen, I'll also Rachel Luttrell. I have no problem cutting her headshot out. Yeah, hers are pretty simple. Yeah, nice yeah. little curves. Yeah, I'm for it. Yeah. So um, now that the jumper is above the storm, we see like a clear distinct hurricane form and this one is so large it apparently covers 20 percent of the planet and it's heading straight for the mainland and the anthosian camp and then onto That's atlantis big as fuck. it is giant as fuck so we've decided that the planet Credits. is about the size of earth okay so just for a taste yeah the largest storm recorded on earth is a super typhoon tip in 1979 and it was like 1300 miles tip to tip okay that's New York to Dallas. New York Fuck. City to Dallas. We're just nowhere near the size of 20% of the planet. That's big. Um, this thing is giant, and we will soon find out why. Dun, 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 dun. So I know why. After the credits in the conference room, McKay and Zelenka explain to everyone else um, why we don't get storms this big on Earth, because we have land. Land, water, acceleration, blah, blah, blah. So at some point, storms on Earth run into land, which forces the brakes on. This planet only has one continent the size of North America. Right. That storm can go all at once and not hit any land. Yeah. It's always that dick move during hurricane season where you feel like a piece of shit, but you're like, I hope it hits land. Yeah. Elsewhere before yep. it comes to us. Hundred percent. I hope it hits you, but I hope you're prepared. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> Please don't die. Um Bye. so the brakes don't work so well on Lantia <laughs> is what I'm calling it. I like it. Part of me kinda wants you to leave all these edits in. <laughs> just kinda let it be that. Yeah. Um I feel like that's that's a line in a song. When the brakes don't work so well. <laughs> Some probably. Atlantia. I'm, okay. It sounds like uh, something... Like country, maybe? Yeah, no, I'm thinking of the person that's really well known and the name is escaping me and John Shepard had a poster of him and Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he sang that. I'm for it. So there's also two storms, which is why it looks so big. Mm-hmm. Um, this is literally the day after tomorrow now, except no cold. Apparently every 20 or 30 years, this planet goes a giant El Nino. Yikes. And megastorms happen. And it used to happen fairly frequently, but the ancients had these really nice shields, um, or they just go underwater. And if you're underwater, you don't really care about a giant hurricane shining right. over your head. So they don't have that now. What do now? And so Brain Boys, as I'm calling them, if you have a better name for the McKay Zelenka duo, um, please share. I was going to call them Moonlighting. Moonlighter? Because the sexual tension. <laughs> The angry sexual tension between the two, it's like, just kiss already. (laughs) Just get it over with. Yeah. Uh, I'm calling them Brain Boys for now. I like it. I Uh, like Brain Boys. I like alliteration. With a Z at the end. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, definitely a Z. Are they Brain Boys for now? Sorry, that's a Bob's Burgers reference. (laughs) Um, So the Brain Boys got nothing... Although, at this point, just the storm surge is going to be devastating to the city, let alone hurricane force winds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so without shields, there is no way the city is going to survive this hurricane coming in. It's like a Cat 8 or something like this, I'm sure. It's not good times. Is what no, it is. and even conservative calculations show widespread structural damage of the city. Hey, real quick. Yeah. Today we're drinking a Dark and Stormy. We're drinking Dark and Stormies. Because why not? With Jamaican rum and homemade ginger ale. 
because reasons. Hurricane Atlantis. So, um, the flooding itself from the storm surge is enough to sink this city. And I love how Ford's like, surely something this big could never sink. And John goes, Titanic much? (laughs) Bruh, seriously? So this is where I'm going to tell, and I've told the story many times. I know for a fact Grace has heard it before. (laughs) But my friends dragged me along to go see Titanic back in the day. I had no real interest in seeing it. I was not a Leo fan. Okay. Uh, I didn't not like You're Leo. You're not a fan of sinking ships in general? So I was in line to see it. It was opening weekend. My friend brought me along and, and and I was conversing with her. And I my interest was, I wonder how much of the movie, you know, when the actual sinking of the Titanic yeah. and how much of the movie the Titanic and this person in front of her turned and went, ah, spoilers, I haven't seen the film yet. And I went, it's the Titanic. It's literally... Hey. She goes, I haven't seen the film yet. I was like, it's the Titanic. It's literally a real thing. <laughs> I was like, it happened. That happened. In history. Hey, don't go watch JFK. <laughs> like this was- But if you do, he's dead. <laughs> also, Romeo and Juliet, also dead. Dead. Yeah. Um, is it something based on Shakespeare? Everyone's dead now. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> I was... I didn't even know how to respond to her when she's like, I haven't seen the film yet. And I went, hey, if you gone with the wind, the north wind. (laughs) Any others out there that we need to know about? It was one of the most gobsmacking things that has stuck with me all of these years. People are awesome. Yeah, they didn't know the Titanic sank. So um, the storm is moving extremely fast. Like, I don't know how far they are off the coast of Mm -hmm. this continent but the fact that it is crossing the continent and getting to Atlantis in 12 hours that's fast fucking fast that's fast here's the thing guys hurricanes don't move that fast no no I will say one of the things I've always bitched about is how long you wait for a hurricane that's the thing the hurricane the lead up to the hurricane I think is worse than the hurricane itself sometimes someone who grew up in earthquake country I like that look I don't know it's just gonna fucking happen. I grew up happen. in tornado, in tor- the north end of tornado area, sure, yeah. tornado alley. So yeah, it's the same thing of like you have a minute warning. Get under. Yeah. Get down. Um. So yeah, the hurricane. So I don't know how I, how to feel about that at the end of the day, but yeah, holy shit, that's fast. it's gonna be there in twelve hours, and the Brain Boys hope to have a plan by twelve hours, ish. So. <laughs> What if we just call them Miklenka? Miklenka? <laughs> Zakay? I don't know which one. Zakay. Zakay. It sounds like a made-up name. Zakay by yeah. Lentia. <laughs> it's a perfume. It's a, it's a men's cologne. Zakay by Lentia. Oh, God, it just smells like anxiety and, like, Cheetos. Anxiety and Cheetos! <laughs> oh yeah basically (laughs) so john and we are have a walk and talk they're starting an evacuation plan john is fairly sure that mckay is going to come up with something at the last minute to be hero that's how he works we're like yeah but that's not how zelenka works and he seems actually concerned yeah and he's a smarty pants believe it or don't Yeah. yeah so john and ford are going to head out and find a planet they can camp out on for a couple days on the mainland I love you, Carson. Mm-hmm. On the mainland, he was there to help some, you know, wee babe Athosians give yeah. them their vaccinations because they're good for you. Uh, and and doesn't have the right boots for this. Really, I'm pretty sure you have one boot. He basically just spends this scene going, I'm an indoor kid. He does. He says, but I'm like, you are still probably Scottish farmstock deep down inside to like, you can. This is like trying to tell, uh, Domestic partner Jesse, <laughs> that he can mow the lawn. You're not going to get him to do it. No. Yeah. Uh, Carson does end up helping out with some manual labor, but you can tell he's like, I'm an indoor kid. I spent my time studying science like things. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to really want to get dirty. Yeah. So um, Carson does say that crops can be replaced and rebuilt, uh, but people can't. Unless you have Revivify. Uh, (laughs) Death is on the table and off the table. Future, if I ever play a cleric in the future, he's going to be based off Carson. 
Hundred percent, a little bumbly. Uh, well, yeah, it's a little that, and it's a little our doctor from uh, from Star Trek, right? He's a yeah, bit yeah, well, he's yeah. definitely going to be. Oh, Carson is definitely made of, in the yeah. bones mold. Yeah, yeah. If I ever build a cleric, he's going to be like that. He has to be dragged along on all of the adventures, yeah, fuck, and he's going to complain the entire way. I like it. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> so on Mandria, which this is the planet where when uh, SG. One was dealing with the Janai. Bates was with them making a deal for food. The Minarians. Yes, yes. the Minarians. On Minera. So John and Ford are trying to convince their leader. Um, Mr. Creeptacular. Mr. Dude. Asshole is what I've called him. Yeah. I don't even, didn't even look up his name. He's just Fair. Asshole. Yeah. Um, he's trying to convince Asshole to let them camp out for a few days. And this douche nozzle is asking like it's some big deal. Going, somehow trading crops... Uh, is easier than finding just a giant goddamn field to put a bunch of people in for a couple nights. This is like the assholes who mark up the price of water right before it hurts. Yes. These are people in need. Yes. This is what they need. Just can you not be a dick about it? And and the, the dick is like, yeah, but we hold all the cards and you have limited options. So what else can I get yeah, from you? Yeah, deal with it. And um, also they're acting like finding an uninhabited planet is super, super dangerous. And while, yeah, it's probably dangerous... It's well, like not for a, a couple days. Category infinity yeah. hurricane. <laughs> category infinity. Um, Threat level infinity. John tries his own intimidation check mm. uh, with Ford's help. And like in the whole we can be friends or dot 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 situation. Yes. John would prefer friends. Yeah. And basically leaves it as a whole. We're coming either way. This is a tough episode for our guys, for our crew. And I, and yeah. I know it's a two-parter and it's on purpose, but they don't succeed. If we're going to stick with the D&D terms, they roll poor. They roll poor pretty much the whole episode. Yeah, it's not good times. It's not good. Um, he does say, we'll owe you a favor when we come. Yikes. So there's that thing. And both sides are clearly not happy with the arrangement, but it's arranged either way. Mm-hmm. So back in the briefing room turned brain room. Uh, McKay and Zelenka are debating over solutions uh, along with other pants. Sorry, Zakay. The tension grows deeper it within does. their loins. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna ship this. I'm just gonna it's, do it. It's, it's fine. The, the sense. We're just gonna add to the sense. It is. It is anxiety and tension is the current sense. Yep. Um, maybe pickles as well. I feel, well, what is the thing? What was, um, McKay eating on the fake home planet? I thought it was like stale Cheetos. It was stale. I don't know if they're Cheetos. It was some sort of stale chips. So stale chips. Stale chips, yeah. anxiety, well, and tension. Corn chips and anxiety. It's just, That's the name of my new corn song. Corn chips and B.O. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, to me, anxiety smells like B.O. <laughs> you know, because it just gets sweaty palms. I feel like it's got to have like a metal-y feeling yeah. to it. Yeah. Well, they're on Atlantis. Uh-huh. You have that. A little salt water. <laughs> I'm done now. I'm grossing myself out. Okay, bye. So uh, they're discussing possible solutions, shutting like shooting down solutions as they come up. Some involve Nakoda generators. Those don't have enough power to power that, you know, cover enough of the city, though. Uh, and Z's like, you're not pleasant when you get like this. Yeah. And McKay's like, I'm always like this. Why don't like I this. just give you a back rub? And Zelenka's like, my point exactly. I'm not going to stop. You can't make me. I'm have a drink in. So John and Ford uh, come in, say that they can camp out with the Minarians. Uh-huh. No one's happy, but it looks like they'll be stuck God, there. The, the amount of restraint that John did use there. Because I feel like had that been Jack... Or me would have been like, you know what? Eat a fucking dick. We're not staying here. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Yeah. But John knows that they need some place to go because they can't yeah. stay in the city. Yep. And McKay does point out that if shit goes sideways at Maneria, they can always gate to another planet. Mm. We are in Taylor come in, and there's basically no part of the mainland they can head to either because most of the continent's going to get hit. And if they lose Atlantis, they get cut off from the gate anyway. Yay. So That's like, exciting news. Yeah, I'll try and come up with something, but, you know, despite what you all think, I'm not a Superman and... Was anyone actually thinking that McKay was? Yeah, I love that because they're like, no, 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 you're not even. Well, so now it's like, well, fine. Who is he? First of all, he in his head doesn't think he's Superman. He in his head thinks he's Tony Stark. Let's just 
get that right out yeah, there right now. That's fair. He thinks he's Tony Stark. Superman is not smart enough for what he no. would like to think. No. Who who would he be? McKay? Yeah. Because he's, he's a little squirrely. That's that's okay. Right now, the closest I can come up with is like, is like not as cool Iron Man. Yeah, someone who's gonna run a little faster. Or um, he could be Mister Fantastic. That I'd be okay with. Yeah, yeah. He's a little I'll bit because Mister Fantastic's a little bit of a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that Tony Stark isn't different type of dick. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with that. Let's call it. Okay. So, back on Monaria. It's very important that I stop everything to figure that out. I mean, I know who he is in the current thing I am in Critical Role. Oh, he's a Scanlan. No, he's Terry. Oh, Terry, yes. He's Terry. Yeah. 100% Terry. Got it. So, back on Monaria, Asshole takes a radio-ish device out and relays a message to Cowan of the Janai that they have something to trade. Yay. On the mainland, the Athosian village is, like, the wind's picking up, and everyone in the village are hunters and gatherers and wanderers, so no one, like, half the village is out. Yeah. And it's not quick to get everyone together to evacuate, on because apparently, like, SG, like, Atlantis didn't give them radios. They're cats. They're all just cats it's wandering just hurting the cats. world. Yeah. Yep. Someone get, that was snakes, never mind. Um... <laughs> These motherfucking cats. <laughs> no, I was gonna say. Get oh a god. Flute. Okay. So last night, the event I was at. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna interrupt with a non sequitur. That's fine. We do that well on this podcast. There was. <laughs> so last night, I, I was at an event at Jesse's School. It's it's a monthly thing that they do. Yeah. Um, all the writers and the film majors and uh, just goes through. You really talk. Cool I'm getting more room. Do it. Um, they uh, they do this thing uh, monthly where they take a couple of different movies, watch them, and then discuss them. Not just I liked it or I thought it was dumb, but they kind of d- dive deep into them. So after watching Annihilation and watching Triangle, which if you've seen those two or one of those two, I'm they're sorry? very similar. You will need. Uh, you'll understand this. You kind of needed a palate cleanser. Yeah. So, um, one of the suggestions was airplane. <laughs> and and hang on, one of the younger people in the room goes, "Is that the one with the snakes?" <laughs> and the professor, which made me very happy, walked out of the room. Good. He was like, "I gotta go." Good. <laughs> that is inexcusable. I don't care your age. Yeah. If your parents didn't show you airplane, they failed you. Now as a here's parent. the thing. I will give this to any of like the foreign students, yeah, or the the international students, uh-huh. some first generation American. Very clearly an American. If you are American and your parents didn't show you airplane, they're not doing their duty as they, proper. They American. failed you as a parent. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My parents showed me airplane. <laughs> it was a good day. Yeah. No, no, here's the thing. I won't expect it of everybody, but you're film students. Yeah. The end. No, I expect it from everyone. Well, you are a harsh master. I am a harsh master. Uh, so, um, yeah, they didn't give anyone of the Athosians radios for while they're hunting, which is dumb. Mm-hmm. Which is dumb. It's just dumb. Yep, agreed. Uh, and so they're not able to get everyone together as fast. On top of that, it's or at least some sort of like tracker, like a little beep beep. Oh, that means check in. A life science detector. A little bit, yeah, something, something. I mean, you only need like John to activate it. And, and I'm not saying like chip them like no. your dogs, but just something like they, they can wear that it's like, oh, it's beeping. Let me check in. Yeah. Anything, anything. So. The other part that Taylor points out is it's really, really hard to convey to the Athosians how bad the storm is. If you have never experienced, I will say this from, from, this is even me coming from a place that I've heard of hurricanes my whole life. Right. But I never experienced a hurricane until I moved down here. And so you can hear about hurricanes. You can see, even see their devastation all you want. And it is a completely different thing to actually live through a hurricane. Sure. And I'm not even on the coast. We're not even on the coast. No, no. Yeah. There's something about natural disasters. It's just important 
to know that you can't know them until you're there. And so Taylor points out that she herself would not believe that this is anything worse than a big thunderstorm, which they've, I'm sure, lived through all the time, had she not saw the size of this storm herself. Yeah. So she can't even convey... This is beyond what you've... Well, and it's always about the understanding is this. is um, And I think we all do this. And that's important pre-hurricane season, just for people to remember. Yeah. It's not the storm itself. No. It's what comes after. Yes. It's 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 what's going to... Ha- How will we push through this? Yeah. <laughs> that's all. It's, it's the, the... product of it. Yeah, it's the flooding. It's even the heat and being without power in some respects. Yeah, that's the worst fucking part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's like all the aftermath bullshit. So back in the brain room, Selenka points out that they they don't deal with hurricanes in the Czech Republic. <laughs> and McKay dittos that for Canada, except for one called Hazel. And they're like, interesting. No, not really. Don't care. Bye. No, not really. And McKay was almost struck by lightning once. <laughs> and just all of a sudden, lightning goes off in the brain, and we get the best chair acting ever. Like, that <laughs> chair... Shown so brightly in a spotlight moment. Um, so Hurricane Hazel was 50 years ago, actually, when this aired. Oh, wow. It was in 1954. So not 40 years, 50 years. Uh, it hit Haiti. And then it hit, like, right at the Carolinas border. And okay. it continued up to Toronto. Holy um, crap. And it was still a Cat 1 by the time it hit Toronto. Well, yeah, because if it stayed on the water, ooh, there's a Kaylee Thorne. No so it, in Toronto itself, no, it was much more deadly than this. But in Toronto itself, it killed 81 people. Um, and it wow. was it was one of those things where the same problem that Harvey had, it stalled over Toronto, essentially, and uh, just poured and poured and poured. What and a dick. Toronto not being used to dealing with that shit had some problems. It's um, it's like the thing where, you know, earthquakes in an earthquake country where yeah. the buildings are built for yep. it, it's different than earthquakes in non-earthquake Well, country. even something small as I came, for, I come from a place where you can get a couple of feet of snow and the roads are still cleared by 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then I've also lived in places of the country where the thought of a dusting is enough to shut the entire city down. Right, because it's just not built for they it. They just don't have the stuff to deal There's with no it. There's no infrastructure. Um, but although I will say this, Canada actually gets hit by hurricanes on wow. a decent basis. I mean, a lot of them are still tropical storms by the hit them, but... A good amount of them were still hurricane force winds as well. Well, I'll tell you that if something happens within a hundred years, your insurance considers it still active. Exactly, so fifty years is well within that limit. Um, and so says the woman who had to buy flood insurance. <laughs> also, most of obviously most of them hit the coasts, like mm-hmm. British Columbia and Nova Scotia. Um, but I'm pretty sure McKay is from the Ontario region. I get the gist, considering I'm pretty sure at one point he talks about driving around the Great Lakes. Okay. Um. So he probably didn't... That's landlocked enough to where you'll never see... That's what I'm saying. He's probably... Knowing McKay, he just never registered hurricanes. Sure, yeah. Like, they existed. They Canada's happened. Canada's a big-ass country. It's really big. Yeah. Um. You forget you're still in it. But so. yeah, he's, he's, he's from my region of the continent. <laughs> so, um, both uh, Zakay run over to Elizabeth... <laughs> Uh, with this half-formed idea and one sort of... The one thing keeping them from having the shield is power. Yeah. So the one thing a megastorm has from hell, a megastorm from hell, mm-hmm. has in abundance... Lightning power. Is lightning. So the two of them talk of each other, finish each other's sentences. Um, it's normally, all this potential energy just stored in there, waiting yeah. to be turned into kinetic energy to uh, pump the shield. <laughs> Thermodynamics. Yes. Thermodynamics. So, not really. Um, you don't know me. So, there's normally four giant grounding stations. Mm-hmm. And these channel lightning through the grounding stations back into the ocean. Which, yeah, let's pump electricity into the ocean. That sounds great. Uh-huh. But <laughs> if the grounding stations weren't around... Look, whatever doesn't kill, it will just give superpowers to. Exactly. <laughs> this is literally how you get Aquaman. Yeah. Um... Or you piss off Aquaman. One of the two. Yeah. The hallways of the city would get supercharged. Electricity would go coursing through all the corridors. And so when a lightning strikes a giant metal city, they would get a power surge. And they can channel that power right into the shield generator. And then it becomes sentient. 
Yes. It becomes Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, that's how you get Megatron. Dun, 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 dun. The city just transforms yep. into a giant mecha. I like it. I'm for it. <laughs> and then a giant kanji lands. <laughs> this is fine. This is life. It's the next Godzilla film. So they can't store the energy, but McKay gives them a 90% chance of survival. I mean, it's like it gives 70. Okay, <laughs> McKay gives like 80. Um, but with the city charged, the only safe place would be the control room. So still have to evacuate, but they would survive. Yeah. So the brain boys go at it. Um, I do love Weir's leadership at this moment. She goes, this sounds fucking weird, but you guys are playing together. So mm-hmm. keep going. Also, I love that McKay can't get Zelenka's name right. Yeah. Like Dick. Because he loves him. He loves him. It's like that kid you have a crush on. You're like, what's his name again? It's like, you know his name. By the way, just because you're not surprised, people ship those two real good. (laughs) Yeah, they should. So cut to the Jani homeworld. We have a, a staff weapon training session. With two very large men and a very pissed off Zora. Now I am going to say yes that I consulted my expert uh-huh. on this, and they said they're not very good. It looks impressive, though. It looks it's sort of interesting. They're not very good, but he says that the girl. This was the quote: "The girl's better than she than you would think she is. She's not bad." That that doesn't that sounds right, right? Yeah. But Danae is better than all of them. Well, the, the two... Yeah, I agree. The two <laughs> giant guys go out real fucking quick. Yeah. Um, leaving only Sora. Oh, actually, his best his best note was, he goes, the editing is really well done. Yeah, like I said, they, it looks impressive. Yeah. Especially after they stop... Um, <laughs> sorry, my... Alexa, Alexa decided to join into the podcast. Yes. A while Alexa appeared. Um... Especially after they stop, like, just walking in a circle, taunting each other. When the yeah. two of them actually start going at it, it looks yeah. impressive. Yeah. I know nothing about fighting, so it looked real good. Uh-huh. Uh, the teacher takes his time. They circle. They attack. She attacks first. And when she does, again, a fantastic choreography. She it does ends- do this interesting attack. Like, she's 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 fighting with, like, a puncturing weapon. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> no. Yeah. She it ends with her having her arm in this vice grip type thing between yeah. the two poles, and then it flips her while Finn comes in. Uh, he yeah. doesn't have a name here, so I'm just gonna. He's call like, him "What's Finn. up? I'm Finn. Uh, I'm gonna I break into songs Yeah. Uh, and Chief Cowan wants to see Commander Kolya. Motherfucker. So back in the mainland, the winds have picked up quite dramatically. They're waiting for one last group that's out hunting. They can't take the jumper to go find them because reasons. Mm-hmm. All they can do is wait. Yikes. So in Cowan's office, Kolya, uh, his team is not ready yet, he says. Mm-hmm. Um, but I this... just call him the Janai Creepo because I kept forgetting his name. Oh, that works. So his name's the Janai Creepo. Okay. Um, but Cowan's like, this is the rarest of opportunities. Within an hour, there will be less than 10 people in Atlantis, most of them scientists. And he's pretty sure Kolya can get his men in and out before the storm hits. So, so far, the Pegasus Galaxy has been complete bullshit as far as allies. Yeah. Fuck the Pegasus Galaxy. Yeah, they have uh, the, they have the Athosians and that's it. That's it. Yeah. And even that was hard one. Uh-huh. Fuck this. I'm out. Okay. That's all. So, Colia's opinion is that still way too dangerous and Cowan values his opinion, but gives no fucks. Mm-hmm. Get your shit together. Do what I want. Bye. So, in Atlantis, most of the crew has gone through to Mineria. Uh, they have four and a half hours till the storm hits. Uh, they put their plan into action. John tells the guards who are left to evacuate the people from the mainland once they get there. Mm-hmm. So cut to the Minarian council chamber. And <sighs> an asshole pulls the fast one on one of the Athosians he has over for Fuck. dinner. I don't know if he just got him drunk or if he slipped something in with there. Let me take this moment, though. Yes. To rule number one of emergency situations. Don't get fucking wasted. No. That is not what you do. But you at want the to same have your time, bearings about you. This is not a kid who's been trained in anything like that. Doesn't matter. I know. Doesn't matter. I know. If you are not in your normal space, your normal place of mind, that is not the time to get trashed. Which is why I think they... This is how you end up with people shooting at hurricanes. Which is why I think they drugged him as well. 
I think you just made a bad decision. They happen. And that's why this I'm is like my personal soapbox. That's fine. That's why yeah. I'm here. I don't I don't know. And I think it's left ambiguous of whether he's just drunk off his ass or if they've also slipped something sure. into his yeah, mead. It, it's, it's possible. It's possible. Uh, either way, Sora comes in from behind and puts his armor on his throat in a lock situation as Kolya asks for his IDC for the gate, mm. um, which I give the farmer credit. He's yeah. like, I can't give that to you. Yeah. But they sort of force his hands, and I can't imagine this far more someone who's going to die to protect this code. No, I will tell you how sick my mind is. I was like, oh, they're going to cut off his hand. No, that's literally what you said out loud. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm broken. Yeah. <laughs> You've been playing too much too D&D. Too much D&D. <laughs> Gotta go light. Or not enough. <laughs> uh, one of these days, we will, no- we will not be good or neutral. <laughs> Just, uh, this is what happens when you go through the Strahd campaign. I'm just going to put that there. Uh, so they they drag him away to the gate to get his IDC to get the iris down. Mm-hmm. And Kolya tells the asshole they'll be rewarded from the Janai. So back in Atlantis, we're told there are hundreds of high- lightning rods actually around the city, but they all funnel into... Because like the ancients wouldn't have the shields up for like a general thunderstorm. Yeah. They'd ha- collect all the lightning, run it to the grounding stations, um, and then dispel it safely. Um, weirdly enough, the grounding stations are not equally dispersed around the city, which is questionable. <laughs> well, I wonder if they are. They just gave Chan the furthest one away. No, no, no. Two of them were near the center, and then two of them were out on wings, and they're not... Sure. They're not equally distributed. Maybe they're at specific accesses, like a star? No, no, they're not. I don't know anymore. Yeah, no, they're not. Okay, bye. There's no sense to them. Yeah. Uh, and so, in theory, the city would be able to handle... Like an isosceles triangle. Nope. Like a... Okay, I'm done. Yeah, no. I looked at the map. There's no... Unless there's some weird code that I don't know. Mm-hmm. No rationale. <laughs> Um, theoretically, the city should be able to handle having all that energy directly put into the corridors and into the shield generators. And John asks if it's like dinosaurs turned into bird theoretically or like theory of relativity theoretically. <laughs> and, because he's a smarty pants. And, and, and McKay's like, what? Yeah. I mean, between-ish. What? St- words? Shut up. Don't ask me hard questions. Yeah. And of course, McKay and Weir will take the closer of the two power stations since Weir has a knee thing and McKay has work to do. And John's <laughs> are, when I say McLean. brisk walk, I mean run far. You're military. You got this, yeah. right? Go. Get out there. Um, oh, and then radio when you get to your first station. Bye. I do love there's at least some levity in this episode. Yes. Between the shit show aspects. Yeah. So back on the mainland, the storm is here. Uh, and mm-hmm. finally, the hunters arrive back. And in the pouring day for storm shot, Yikes. there is bright sunlight in that yeah. shot. I give the cinemat- I give the cinematographers credit, the, gra- the color graders credit. They, they tried. Cried. There's only so much you can do for that. Yeah, or literally the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Ford is ready to leave. And Carson's like, yeah. Fuck that. It's not safe to fly anymore. No, we ain't going anywhere. And I really agree with Carson. That is a tough little ship. Like, maybe fly just enough to be some distance from some trees. You're you're fucked either way, because it's not like it's exactly heavy and um, not like... It's, it's not a, super it's a, heavy, it's but, a trailer I, home. but I don't think that thing's going to be blown away yeah. that easily. Okay. Um, and I can imagine it has pretty decent shields and stuff. Sure. Like some pretty heavy duty armor. Yeah, that's fair. I think you're safer staying put than you are flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, as Carson says, it'll be cozy. <laughs> John arrives at his first grounding station, heads out to the balcony. The winds are high. The sky is dark. <laughs> I know the feel. Um... And McKay and Weir have already done theirs. They're like, we're already done. Why aren't you done, Slowpoke? So up on the console, John it has to enter 031547. Um, and the large base in front of him sort of chunk splits apart. And it chunks apart. Yes, it chunks apart. And all the stations have the same code. So mm-hmm. John just has to run to the last one and enter the same code. Okay, bye. Yeah. So two guards are chatting about what they wish they had brought with them. Yeah. Answer is bacon. Yep. Clearly, because it is the food that makes other foods worth eating. It's fair. 
I'm I will, again, not going to disagree. This is when a domestic partner, Jesse, walked into the room, went right past me, and he goes, yep, bacon. Yeah. I go, bye. <laughs> so the gate dials in from off world saying there's been an attack on Minera. They have wounded. Mm-hmm. And against their better judgment, they lower the shield. Fucking And fuck. radio weir. So that- they should have listened to the other smarter soldier. They, they should have listened to their instincts and their judgment. They should have. Yeah. The group comes in wearing cloaks, maybe like a Thosians. Uh, you can see. Yes, it's almost too fancy. You can see one of them is Sora, and quickly Kolya sits up, rolls off the stretcher, and kills both guards. Motherfucker. Which surprises even Sora. I'll give her yeah, that credit. She's one that's like, oh fuck, this is beyond what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and she confronts Kolya about it, mm-hmm. and he gives no fucks. Uh, yeah. He's just like, secure the room. And he kind of gives this menacing look from the stairs. Yep. So, John is running to the last grounding station when Elizabeth radios to John that they have incoming. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't know if they're injured by the wraith. They don't know any information yet. But as they turn the corner to the gate room, they are quickly captured by the Janai. All the guns pointed at them. And They're Kolya just sitting ducks this whole time. Wants to know where John is. Mm-hmm. And McKay recognizes Janai, and Sora recognizes McKay. I will say that this at least, this is Weir's area expertise, negotiation. Yes. This is where she should I be like. I don't know how many times she has negotiated from the hostage position, though. No, but it's still their wheelhouse. So if anyone has a chance, she yeah. should have been the one with that has a chance to get through this. Uh, it's not like it's Michaela. She has not negotiated with the likes of Kolya, no. though. So Kolya tells, um, just wants to know where John is and tells Weir that the only thing she needs to know right now is that he is in control of Atlantis. Oh, boy. John heads straight to the jumper, mm-hmm. grabs gear, including a life science detector, radios jumper two in the mainland, um, yep. which John is surprised to hear has not left the mainland. Yeah. He tells Everyone him, is fucked. Bye. Bye. He tells him tonight, strike force is gated in, that Weir and McKay have been taken hostage. Mm-hmm. And uh, the signal is shitty, but Ford wants to head back to help them now. Carson's like, no. Yeah. Neither one of us are pilots. I'm the only one who can fly this goddamn thing right now. Mm-hmm. And this is too dangerous. The storm keeps getting worse. Like, we will die before we get to Atlantis. There were no good to them. We're absolutely no good And Taylor actually agrees with Carson and tells John that, look, if we flew back now, we'll most likely not make it. Yeah. John really doesn't like to hear that, but he also understands. Well, yeah, no, it's like, where do you want us dead? Here, like, yeah. over with you or over the water? Yeah. Um, just get there as soon as he can, he says, and you can tell it eats at four to sit there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely it does. I can yeah. understand that, but there's really, you're, you're, there's nothing you can do. You wait for a chance, Yeah. and if it comes, then you take it. Yep. But right now, there's not the right time. So control room, after a beautiful atmospheric shot on the, on the balcony, by the way, mm. um, in the control room, we get a full introduction to Commander Augustus Kolya of the Janai. Blech. And assures Weir that the rest of her people don't even know they're there. They're safe. They're fine. Oh, your shield was defeated by a time-tested method of strong drink and a weak mind. Um, So you have supplies we need. We're going to take them. And then we'll leave peacefully. Mm -hmm. Or Or not. Yeah. Cole is like, there's no, there's no or. Yeah. There's no other option. No. He wants all the C4, all the metal supplies, the Raytheon device, and a jumper. Oh, and Major Shepard. And a partridge in a pear tree. Uh, and we're just like, he's on the mainland. Yeah, he's not here. I can't help you. Also, the armory doors are shut for safety reasons. And Kolya's like, please, I just rolled a net 20 on Insight, and you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So McKay tries his own sleight of hand, and by leaning onto the console in front of him to try to make his point. Uh, he's like, just give him what he needs. All the C4 and the medical supplies I'm and the data device. things that he just said, obviously <laughs> and awkwardly. <laughs> and uh, John hears this and heads off. And Kolya's like, stop whatever you're doing because yeah. you're doing something. I'm sure of it. Yeah, McKay's a bad liar. Yeah, he's not good. He needs to not. He tried real good, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets points for trying. I appreciate it, yeah. Um, how does Weir know that he's not just going to kill all of them once he gets what he needs? And Kolya's like, you don't. 
Fucking dude. So just show my men where shit's at. Um, and they take Weir. And then Kolya gets curious as to why McKay is still here. Hmm. Uh, Because he's too important to just... This is where it's like, come on, McKay, please don't fall apart. He goes, you're too important to just be a bystander to the city falling. uh, And you have a plan. He's like, you can tell. And McKay's like, I have lots of plans about lots of things. I don't know what you talk. I not... I don't, oh God, I don't know how to save so the city. Bad. I, he's trying so hard to be hardcore. He's trying so hard. And then Phil, Finn pulls a knife. Yeah. Fuck you, Finn. So Janai are clearing the medical shelves. Um, Weir gets Sora the data device. Um, Sora wants to know where Taylor is. And God, she's so, she just, she's such an idiot in this episode. Sora? Yeah. Yeah. She's just not... She is single-minded. Nothing, everything she's doing is run off of wrath. Yeah. And it's just the worst. Uh, It's just a bad look. Yeah. That's all. Um, So, we're read the mission report Mm. and and can guess who this person is. Uh, And we're says, really sorry for Sora's father. Mm. And he's, she's like, yeah, he'll be avenged. He's like, cool, cool, cool. I mean, who are you going to kill? Because Taylor didn't do it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, so go kill some Wraith, motherfucker. Um, and obviously Sora knows that Taylor did it. And no other option is clearly possible Ugh. in the world. Uh, and we are hands over the device. So elsewhere, Janai soldiers arrive in the armory. All the guns. It is like a soldier candy land. Yeah. They go to get the C4 and it's all gone. Damn it. And a little radio is left. I love that they're like, what is this? Like, literally says radio and has a fucking arrow. What do you also, think it is? Also, you guys have your own radios. Like, yeah. it's not that different from it's your radios. It's not like technology isn't a thing you know. Yeah. So, they bring Idiots. it up to Kolya, and we see we're looking. They basically cut McKay's arm. Um, and Kolya is like, what's this? It's a radio, asshole. Just... Seriously? It's, it's a fucking radio. radio. Um, you talk into it. Mm-hmm. John's on the other end, already snarking at him. And Come he's, to the coast. Stay a while. He's, he's already working on this monologue. He's hidden the C4 where Kolya will never find it. And he will help Kolya find it if all the prisoners get safe off Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kolya's like, he's good. He's like, yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Better than you. So... That would work on Kolya before McKay told them the entire plan to God save the city. He knows there's one grounding station left. Kolya goes, deactivate it, and everyone can leave. I mean, why raid a city when you can seize it? Atlantis will be the Janais or the Oceans. It is John's choice. God damn it! I'm angry. This episode makes me angry. Let's be done so we can watch the next one. Okay, so on Jumper 2, Ford <laughs> doesn't like not hearing from John. It's no, been I'm all of Ford. five minutes, Ford. I would be losing my shit, too. Um, Carson wonders why the Janai would attack, and Ford's like, yeah, there's reasons. Bad blood. Um... So some shit happened when we were there. I do love this slightly passive-aggressive way he... Yeah. He's like, you know, they think Taylor killed someone. I mean, she didn't, but I mean, they think it. But I mean, she didn't, but they think it. And we still can't go anywhere. So, And I will say, though, no wonder he feels confident about flying that thing. It's not shaking at all. No, it's not. It's like the winds are hitting it like crazy, and it's like, yes, yeah, it's fine. Uh-huh. It's like, it's... Inertial it's, dampeners, yeah. bitch. Damn it. So Kolya sits in Weir's office looking over information and technology. Um, and, and Weir comes in and tries to politely explain why how worthless this city is unless you were descendants of the ancients. Let me tell you how dumb-dumb you are. And while she herself does not have the genes, most of her people do, or many of them She's do. She's basically like, you don't even go here. No. Like, get out of here. What do you think? And the with the Wraith awakening across the galaxy, they're going to be at war. The Wraithening. The Wraithening? Mm-hmm. And Kolya's like, yeah, a war that you expedited. She's like, let's not point fingers, shall we? Soon our disagreements aren't going to matter because we're going to be fighting for our own survival against the Wraith. Mm-hmm. And this city holds all the secrets that we need to defeat the Wraith. But it will only work if we team up and if we are here and you're not. So basically. Bye. Yeah. Um, and Kolya's like, you, th- this is the one part that I'm like, 
if I'm trying to be objective, Kolya kind of has a point here. Because he goes, you think that your people from a whole other galaxy are closer to the ancients than we are. And you think you have more rights to this city. You are arrogant as fuck. Well, We're yes. going to take this city and we will defeat the Wraith. Which is why I'm like... Being objective is a little bit of a point. We're humans from Earth. Of course we think we are the center. Exactly. I I, I feel like I'd be like, duh, no shit. Exactly. You're not telling me anything we don't already know. Yes. We're full of ourselves. (laughs) Deal with it. We're going to keep our city, though. That's how we we do. (laughs) We do. That's how Earthwings do. Yeah. We from Earth. We earth it up in here. <laughs> We're going to earth it up We're on like, Atlantis. what's up, aliens? Everybody wants to be cool like us. Look how cool we are on Earth. We destroy our oceans. We destroy our ice caps. <laughs> Polar bears, we're killing them. Why? Because it's what we do. Because it's Earth. I'm going to stop drinking now. <laughs> so John arrives at the last grounding station. <laughs> With the sensors, they can see that John is just standing there at the grounding station. And Kolya tells his forces, who are right outside, not to move in until John disconnects it. Use lethal force only if necessary, which again, Sora's like, um... Can we talk about this? Yeah. Chloe's like, yeah, uh, no, we're not. Yeah. So, but what they don't the know. The only way Sora can redeem herself now is if she kills Kolya. Okay. The end. Bye. So what they don't know is that John has his own life science detector <laughs> and knows the men are out there in the hallway and starts moving around. Away this is from when the he starts panel. his full diehard move. He does. Full diehard starts here. <laughs> so McKay points out that that control panel is fragile. <laughs> and you probably don't want to fire hey, guns into get it. Get your dumb, dumb, grubby paws off my panel. The end. But before he can finish saying that, um, someone grabs his wounded arm. I think it's Finn. Grabs his arm and sort of he stops in pain. Fuckers. So John gets good cover and waits. The Janai make their first move. John takes the first one out. The second asshole fires the control fires at John, which hits the control panel as John dives over the railing. Good job, dipshit. Uh, and then he takes out the second guy anyway. Yeah. And yeah, control panel is dead. Yeah. John's like takes the dead guy number two's radio and goes, "Here's what you did wrong. Yeah. First, you lost two of your men. That's shitty." Uh, second, you damaged a switch, which you're going to get an earful from McKay for. Mm. And third of all, you lost all of the little credibility you had with me. Um, also, you've never seen Die Hard, so you don't know how this is going to go and you're going to lose. I'm going to throw you off the Nakatomi Plaza. And yes, McKay does give him an earful, or at least tries to. I hope he throws him off the tallest point of Atlantis and it mirrors that scene. <laughs> It'd be pretty good if it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm for it. Uh, and Cole is like, you killed two of my men. John's like, yeah, so we're even. Yeah. What? And Kolya doesn't like even, so he points his gun at Weir. No! And tells John to say goodbye to Dr. Weir. And John warns him that there's a self-destruct button, and if you hurt Weir, I will activate it, and Everybody no one gets die. Atlantis. Yep. Yeah. But Kolya's smart and knows that if it exists, it probably needs two senior personnel to activate it, and I'm going to take one out. Damn it! And Weir looks... Honestly terrified, as yeah. everyone would be. Yeah, I would be at that point. Because this man is crazy. This is outside of her wheelhouse. Yeah. It's funny because she's probably dealt with, like, dictators yeah. and, like, you know, warlords and people of this position, but always from a safe Not with a gun pointed at her face. Yeah. So this is brand new to her. And in the wind, John yells Kolya's name with no reply. Kolya! And John pleads... We'll, he'll give him a ship. He'll fly him on a shelf. Come! Yeah, basically. <laughs> and the storm sets in, and the rain starts, and we get oh, a beautiful pan out at the edge of the city of John standing alone, and essentially the rains of Castamere starts, yes. Dun, dun, dun! Shit's hitting the fan. To be continued. Thank God there's only there was only one week from this. Yeah. So that I can Aren't watch you glad it. I didn't I'm, make you bounce back and forth? Yes. And also, I'm fully drunk and we're about to watch the next <laughs> one. I'm very excited to, to find out what comes out of my mouth because I don't know. What do you think is going to happen in this episode? Well, it's going to get full diehard. Okay. Koya has to die. Okay. But I don't know who he's going to take out with him. Okay. So, we may lose someone. We may finally lose Zora, Sora. Or she could jump ship and, 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 you know, be like, oh, fuck, this is beyond what I thought it was. Okay. Finn's got to die. Okay. 
And so does uh, Ryro. I'm sorry. I know Ryro! They all gotta die. Okay. Everybody's gonna die. Everyone dies. Die hard. And then Bruce Willis shows up. The uh, the next episode is called The Eye. In the eye of a hurricane, there is silence. Here I am. For just a moment. Rock you like a hurricane. That's what my version of what that is. I love how we went so opposite. Very yes. opposite. We should totally remix Eye of the Hurricane with <laughs> Rock Me Like a Hurricane. <laughs> It would be amazing. This is fine. This is totally fine. As long as I get to be this drunk when we do it. That's fine. Okay. I'm pretty sure we can only do it when you're drunk. I'm not even certain that I'm properly enunciating anymore, so. <laughs> okay. We're Find us go. on Twitter at Tara Podcast. Find us on Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. Email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Tara. Like us, rate us, review us. Let's go watch this thing. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.